to Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am your host, Bridget Magnus, and you are watching the Vegas Video Network. <laughs> yep, isn't that awesome? Uh, in addition to seeing all of our great shows at the Vegas Video Network, be sure to download your favorite episodes to your iPod uh, via iTunes. If you have questions for us, go ahead and e email those in to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. We're going to be talking today about real estate, both national and our own local little quirks and issues. And we're going to get started with the Friday figures. All right, the Friday figures. I got some good news, I think. Um, we ha are down to 14,605 available units. Uh, price, median price on houses is stable at 135K. On condos and townhomes, we, the median price is 65K. Now, 2,693 of those available units are foreclosed homes. The median price on those has dropped to an even 100K. Short sales, 7,198 of them. That is down just a tweak. Median price on those, 110. In addition, we do have 4,700 some odd non-distressed properties, and the median price on those is only $177,000. Now, in the last 30 days, we have had 3,857 closed homes, the median sales price, 112,000, and the median list price, roughly 115. In addition, we do have 12,943 homes that are uh, under contract, preparing to close. Looking forward to having some of those actually do close. Um, just for free, I'm going to throw in that we've got 3,766 available rentals at a median price of 1,100, and 2,179 new leases signed at a median rent of 1,125. Now, just for reference, um, I was looking up some figures today that suggest the average apartment rent is 985 dollars. Just. <laughs> Now, we do have some exciting news. Um, the first one I think is the most exciting. Nevada judges are upset with banks that do not comply with our foreclosure mediation guidelines. They're doing things like forgetting to bring documents with them, not being able to negotiate um, settlements, that sort of thing, and the judges are tired of it, and I'm happy to hear that. Mortgage delinquencies are down 14% in February. This is great news because it means that the possible number of homes that can be foreclosed on is also down. Mortgage applications also are uh, down this week despite the fact that interest rates remain nice and low, under 5%. This is mostly because refinancing has slowed down a lot. And of course, the reason that's happened is underwater homes. Now today, I would like to kind of talk about some real estate and mortgage urban legends. And some of the information I'm about to share with you are courtesy of Trulia and an article written by Tara Nich Nicole Nelson. Want to give credit where credit is due. Now the first one that I really, really want to, to, to hit on the head here, urban legend number one, that seller financing is available. Okay, now I went ahead and I took a look into the MLS this morning while I was comparing, getting those figures together. You remember I said we have over 14,000 available units? Well, a grand total of 270 of them um, indicate that the owner will carry any part of the balance. Only 129 of them will consider a lease option. And a grand total of 40, that's four zero, are willing to even think about any sort of exchange. 
please put these non-standard ideas out of your head. They are much more complicated than a standard transaction where I will pay you X and you will take it. They, people like simple when it comes to real estate transactions. Now, part of the problem is that most mortgages that have occurred within the last 10 years or so have what's called a due-on-sale clause. That essentially means that if the home is sold, the first thing that's got to happen is the mortgage has got to get paid off. This essentially means that um, seller financing is not an option unless the seller happens to own the place free and clear. As I'm sure you could imagine, that is a very, very small minority of the homes available in the first place. Um, the second uh, thing that I'd like to uh, uh, get into here is the idea that you can save a whole lot of money by getting a place that just needs a little bit of fixing up, just some paint and paper and maybe some new carpet. Well, the fact of the matter is that we've been in a a distressed market for some years now, and I think that most sellers and their realtors understand that they are pricing that into the, the list price. They already know that they could get, oh, let's just say five grand more if they were to fix these things up, but for whatever reason, that's not an option. They just want to get rid of the property. So they've already calculated in what you're going to need to do to fix the place up. Keep it in mind. Uh, the next one I'd kind of like to, to um, tackle here is the idea that 100% financing is available, that it is possible to buy a home with zero down. While this may have been at least partly possible during the bubble, that's pretty much not possible anymore. Even the FHA demands 3.5% down as a bare minimum and you're still going to have some closing costs that you have to deal with. There are some programs that can help you put together your down payment, programs like Ameridream and Nehemiah. You can look them up online and see if you qualify. There are also some local programs, both here and in various parts of the country. Usually those programs have some pretty strict terms, particularly about where the property is and things like that. Usually it's because there's a problem, they want to put people in a specific neighborhood, either it's been hard hit by foreclosure or there are a lot of abandoned properties, but for whatever reason, they're very targeted programs and they really want, you have to follow a lot of rules to get in on them. Uh, next one, the idea that you can pick up a foreclosed home for just almost free. Okay, forget that. That might have been true back in 2006 when the foreclosure crisis was just starting and banks didn't know what to do. Now, banks are pricing those foreclosures aggressively to get offers quickly. Sure, they don't want to own that property. That's the point. They want to be out of it as quickly as possible so that list price is real close to the lowest amount that they are willing to take. Please keep in mind that many times the bank has to satisfy the investor who actually owns what's called a mortgage-backed security. So they really do need to get as much out of that property as they can. Um, the last one, and this one's just mind-boggling to me that anyone thinks this might be true. I, I just don't know how to handle this. The idea that there are distressed owners that somehow or another are willing to just sign their house over to you, walk away, and you've got a house. Well, what happens to the distress? What happens to the mortgage? 
What happens to the fact that they're probably behind on their mortgage? None of this adds up in any way, and I think it's very suspicious if you find someone who thinks that, that this is going to happen. Please, uh, uh, put up your internal fraud sensors. If something sounds fishy, too good to be true, it probably is. I guess we've got a question? We do. <clears throat> Julia wants to know, is there a way for a seller to finance a sale if they still own money on the house? Well, that is a great question. Um, the short answer is not most of the time. Uh, there's really two ways to do seller financing, the right way and the wrong way. The right way is, of course, for the house to be completely paid off, and there's a new loan agreement between the new buyer and the seller. The wrong way is for the seller to just take money from the buyer every month and forward it on into the mortgage company. This creates a lot of risk, especially for the person who's living there. As I mentioned, most mortgages do have an, a, um, a pay-on-sale clause that says that uh, if the house sells, you've got to give the mortgage company all the money up front. So it is extremely difficult, if not impossible. Well, then, it, let, me, let me follow up on that. Okay, if, please if do. If somebody does that, mm -hmm. it's not really buying then. Isn't it more like renting or leasing? Um, no, because there's not a lease. And also, the person who's buying the property is under the impression that, that they are buying the property, that there is going to be a deed in their name at the end of the transaction. But not at the beginning of the transaction. In other words, not if I at the beginning. buy a house, I'll have it at the beginning of the transaction, so they never get a deed or title. That's true. Ah. I don't think it's going to save you if the house goes into foreclosure and uh, they, the uh, new mortgage company wants the keys. So they wouldn't be treated as a renter in that case. Isn't there, there's no, a clause if, if that if there is not a lease, forget it. You're, oh. you're done. Okay. Thank you. Great. And let's see, that really does wrap up what I wanted to say about urban legends concerning purchases and mortgages. So let's talk about some real advice, shall we? All right. You wouldn't know it to step outside today, but it is spring. Spring is a popular season for garage sales and yard sales. And a lot of people don't know that we do actually have county and city regulations that govern them. So I want to kind of alert you to those. The county allows six days per half year of garage sale. The city of Las Vegas is a little bit more strict than that. They say that garage sales have to be stuff that is yours you can't take in your neighbor's stuff. You can't sell your Aunt Trudy's stuff. It has to be your stuff. Um, you can have no more than two garage or yard sales during one calendar year. And you may not have a yard sale for more than three days at a time. Furthermore, you can only run your garage sale during daylight hours. And strictly speaking, you're only allowed to have one sign pointing towards your garage sale. Boy, howdy, I, I wish I had a nickel for every time I saw that one abused. Now, that's just the city of Las Vegas. If you are in North Las Vegas, you do also need a permit from the city. You can inquire and find out more from the North Las Vegas City Hall. In addition, I want to make sure that everybody understands there may also be HOA rules regarding garage sales 
I encourage you to look in what's called your CCNRs, the, the property regulations from your homeowners association to find out what the rules are. If you are confused about these rules, go ahead and call your HOA's management company so that they can help clarify things for you. And that does, unfortunately, sadly, finish up what we were going to say today. I'm so glad you could join us. If you've got a question for us for next time, go ahead and send that in to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. If you have a personal real estate issue, go ahead and contact me through bridgetmagnus.com. And most of all, have a terrific weekend.